Well, thank you everybody for joining us here at the National Shrine of Divine Mercy. And from around the world, wherever you are, we are um, humbly coming before our Lord today to ask for prayers and to continue the first Saturday devotions. Um, now more than ever are these needed with the involvement of Ukraine and Russia, which we're going to talk about, as you saw on your slide, and the need for what Our Lady asked us at Fatima. So today we're going to be talking about what is happening in the Ukraine and with Russia and how does this how is this prophecy being fulfilled at Fatima? This is not going to be a political talk. Um, we're not going to get into policy. We're going to state what the church taught and teaches on this, what Mary said at Fatima. And most of all, we're going to tell you about two special Marian apparitions that you've maybe never heard of. One's in Poland and one's in the Ukraine. And so thank you for joining us and let us pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we ask you send the Holy Spirit down upon us to renew this land, renew the land of each of our own nations, those who are watching around the world representing their own countries. Let the Holy Spirit come upon these lands, especially of the Ukraine and Russia, and let there be peace. And Jesus said that mankind will not have peace until he turns with trust to your mercy. Lord, please see all those here, here at the shrine, on the live stream and around the world. We are turning to you with trust in your mercy. Please bring us peace. We put this in the hands of Mary. And we ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So again, thank you so much, everybody. As you saw, we're going to be talking about Ukraine, Russia, Fatima, and what is heaven telling us? What is heaven telling us? And this is, um, we're going to do a shorter talk normally than our, our normal Saturday talks, because it's first Saturday. And when you stay with us, Brother Mark will then go off the air, and then we will ask you to join us again as we do the first Saturday devotions. All right. I did a talk last night. I'm not going to duplicate that talk here today. But the one thing I did say last night that you may have heard me say is that this is not a political talk, but it does affect souls. And the church teaches that issues, even political, that affect the, the dignity of the human person or the salvation of souls need to be talked about in the church. That is what this involves, the dignity of the human person and the salvation of souls. And so we're not going to sit here and try to claim that we know the intentions of these politicians or these governments. That's not why we're here. Basically, we will state what has been said by those politicians giving their own words, or more importantly, what the church has said. Now, I can think of no more important topic in the world right now to talk about because Mary said, and we're going to talk about this, that the destiny of the world is at stake. And she said this, guess where? At the Ukraine back in, at Ukraine back in 1987. This is unreal. 
And we've never even heard of this apparition at Ukraine that we're going to talk about. Then we're going to lead you in the first Saturdays, which is what Mary said we needed to do. And so this is so important. So let's begin looking at our first slide. You know, the Ukraine, Ukraine was one of the first nations ever in the world, if not the first, to be consecrated to Mary. Nobody knows this. Mary's special hand, and please let me start from the beginning here by saying we're not praying just for Ukraine, but for Russia too, for Russia's people, their politicians, their government, their churches, as well as the Ukraine's people, politicians, government, and churches. We got some comments saying pray for Russia just as much as Ukraine. Yes, we are praying for peace. But let's now talk about the Ukraine because that is where this war is happening. Now, as Brother Mark showed on the slide, if we could look at that, that's a Russian, or excuse me, a Ukrainian army patch. And look at a Ukrainian army patch right in the middle is our Blessed Mother. This is the first country in the history of the world to be consecrated to Mary. You don't think that this doesn't mean something? We're going to try to unpack it for you in just a little over half an hour. Here's our total time here. Now, they were consecrated. They became Christian back in 988. They were consecrated to the Blessed Mother in 1037, a thousand years ago. Wow. Wow. In 1985, the church leaders consecrated Ukraine to Mary a second time, pleading for her protection in the wake of Soviet oppression. Because that was still during the time of the Cold War. Ukraine then received its freedom and was declared independent in 1991. And in about three minutes, I'm going to tell you why that is so important, because Mary told us this would happen. And she told us this in the Ukraine. Now, history shows that Mary gets involved when it involves Russia and the Ukraine. It is not by accident that this happens to be the two nations we're talking about today. That's why the Holy Father asked a couple days ago on Ash Wednesday to pray and fast for peace in Ukraine with Russia and Ukraine. Now, I want to tell you about two apparitions today because this is first Saturday. We talk about Marian apparitions. The first was in Poland. The second was in Ukraine. And we're going to tell you why they are important. And by the way, for all of us, we have a full church here. God bless you. You can follow us with our slides here on our YouTube channel called Divine Mercy or on Facebook, Divine Mercy Official. You can follow us along. Now, let's go to our next slide if Brother Mark can show. You can see this is the slide called the miracle on the Vistula. This, well, please turn your sound out. <laughs> so the miracle on the Vistula is a story where Our Lady saved the world from communism. And this is why we're going to mention this, although it was in Poland. Right now, many refugees are leaving Ukraine, going into Poland. In fact, our house in Poland is full of Ukrainian refugees. Now, this is what's amazing. The first victim of the newly formed Soviet Union after the revolution, right? When was the revolution? 1917. Same year as what? Fatima. 
the, the first victim of the new Soviet empire and the forming of the Red Army, Lenin stated that we're going to, we're going to begin a world revolution. Lenin, and this is just fact, I'm not playing political sides here. I'm just giving you what these, these leaders have stated over the years. Lenin in Russia stated that we are going to bring about a world communist revolution and we're going to change the world. Basically, God is no longer going to be in control. The communist government will. And guess where he started? The very first place he started to conquer was Ukraine, 1920. And through there, Poland. Actually, you could say Poland because at that time where the borders were. So I could actually probably say Poland. So the Russian Red Army came in. All right. So this Poland was actually where the lines were, was the very first victim. The Red Army came in on May 20th, 1920. Now, this is just a, a less than three years after the revolution. So this newly created Red Army comes over the border into Poland. This whole area is nearby, Ukraine, Poland, Eastern Europe. Now, they planned this revolution to start conquering Central and Western Europe. And Lenin ordered that Warsaw be taken first. And nobody came to the aid of Poland. Poland was outnumbered 10 to 1. Who wins a war outnumbered 10 to 1? Now, only a miracle could save Poland at this time. Britain sent a telegram to Poland telling them to surrender. Poland responded instead by prayer. The entire uh, country, led by the bishops, this is why we need our bishops to lead, the entire country led by the bishops began prayer, began adoration, began Eucharistic processions. Benedict XV said, all are to pray for God's mercy for Poland through the intercession of Mary. You ever hear of Our Lady of Czestochowa? We have her right in the shrine, her picture up in the back. The future Pius XI he led a Eucharistic procession through Warsaw as Soviet shells were raining down on the town. On August 15th of all dates, the Feast of the Assumption, against all odds, this ragtag Polish army, kind of sounds like Lepanto, right, in Vienna, just like the Poles did at Vienna when they saved Western civilization, this ragtag group of army men that were outnumbered 10 to 1, but backed by the prayers of an entire country, every man, woman, and children that wasn't on the battlefield was in the church praying. This is written and documented, 1920. They prayed everywhere. They helped all night, held all-night vigils. They fasted. They prayed. They prostrated themselves before the Blessed Sacrament. The Red Army was coming in. They began to see a change. Prayer after prayer after prayer. All of a sudden, rumors began to circulate in Warsaw 
that in the sky above the Polish army lines, there appeared the Madonna, Our Lady of Chestahova. The Russians, the Russian soldiers saw this and they fled. They fled in terror and scared. Then they fled to the Vistula River and there the Polish were able to knock them away. They were able to disrupt their communication. It was unheard of at that time. It was divine intervention. They explained it. Lenin himself said that his own army suffered an enormous defeat that he could not explain. And he stopped his plans for world revolution. Unbelievable. JP2, you talk about not getting involved in politics. JP2 wrote an entire thing on this. You know why? Because John Paul II was born at the exact time the Red Army was coming in in 1920 in Poland. And John Paul II said, I was born in May 1920 as the Russian soldiers were crossing the border to end life as we knew it. He said, and I carry a great debt for those who fought the aggressor. Oh, come on, John Paul, you can't be political. John Paul spoke up against this danger. So we have in this heroism of Poland, something very strong. Now, Our Lady didn't stop there because I mentioned Ukraine was involved in this. Let's go to our next slide. Our Lady of Rushiv, spelled H-R-U-S-H-I-V. You can see on your screen. Ukraine, this is a place in Ukraine, an apparition nobody here in America has ever heard of. But it means everything right now. In 1987, in Rushiv, at the local church, Mary, the mother of God, appeared to a 12-year-old girl named Maria Kizim. On April 26th, this is 1987. In ninth, on April 26, on exactly the one-year anniversary of Chernobyl, which happened one year earlier, to the exact minute, Mary appeared one year to the minute after the accident at Chernobyl. And so it was basically taken by church theologians to be a warning, a nuclear warning, about what man could do. Tens of thousands of people came from the then Soviet Union and began to flock to, to Rushiv. This led to the Greek Catholic Church, the Ukrainian Greek Catholic Church. Okay, I can't get into this now, but remember, we, we in the church are the Latin Western Church, Okay. But we also have Eastern Catholics. There's 23 branches of Eastern Catholics, of Byzantine and uh, Coptic and Melkite and all these beautiful rites that are under Rome. We call them Eastern Catholics. But then you may have heard the term called Eastern Orthodox. That's different. They are not under communion with Rome. Now, what happened was these, um, this led to the Eastern Catholic Church coming out, a uh, collapse of the Soviet Union just a couple years later. This is all from Mary's apparition in the Ukraine and then independence of Ukraine. 
Now, 45,000 people a day from the Soviet Union would gather there in Russia. A half a million people saw Mary. But you never saw any of this on the news. Even atheists. Even atheists. Mary had appeared before this, though, in the Ukraine. The Ukraine is very special to Mary. 350 years earlier, so many processions, Eucharist, masses, worship, etc. Mary then also appeared on May, again May, May, the month of Mary, 1914. She appeared to some people working in the fields and she told them there would be war. Now, war did come in World War I a few years later. And she said, now these are Mary's words, not mine. Russia would become a godless country and Ukraine would lose its sovereignty for 80 years. Now she's telling this right before World War I. She's saying Russia will become a godless country and Ukraine will lose its independence. You will be taken over. That's exactly what happened. Then Mary said that they would regain their independence. Guess what? Just about 80 years later, they did. They regained their independence in 1991. So these 1987 apparitions are very important. Well, then what's happening now? It's because mankind has turned away from God again. There was peace. There was independence. Now mankind is, in since 1991, looks what's happened. We've redefined marriage. We've redefined genders. Uh, the internet, which didn't exist really to any huge degree in 91, has brought open portals to evil like we've never seen. Abortion. Yes, Roe v. Wade ex existed, but now abortion is on levels like we've never seen. Abortion in some places allowed up to birth. Praise be God, they just defeated one bill recently in the, in the Senate. Now, all this is going on. So 1987 is important. Our Lady appears. Now, a KGB officer, listen to this. A KGB officer, a Russian soldier that was assigned to destroy the chapel there at Russia. Suddenly his son got ill. Kind of sound like the Gospels? Remember the, the Roman centurion? His son got ill. The doctors told him there was no cure. And an old woman assured that officer that if he restrained himself and didn't bulldoze their chapel, again, this is all going on in the Ukraine, a vision of Mary in Russia. And she said, if you don't bulldoze the chapel, she asked the Lord and she promised him that the Lord would honor her request of the Blessed Mother's intervention, intercession for a cure for his little boy. Now, this soldier was not a believer, right? And all of a sudden, she's telling this, this old woman is telling this to this Russian soldier. And guess who else is there? This soldier's wife. And she hears this, this is all documented. You can see this. I got this from the new book out by uh, Sophia Press talking about Marian apparitions. Father Ma uh, Mark Goring has talked about this. All of a sudden, this woman appears, the wife of the soldier, and here's this old woman saying, if you don't bulldoze our chapel, I promise you through the intercession of Mary, your son will be healed. 
This man didn't believe. All of a sudden, the mother screamed at her husband, make the promise our son is dying. The frightened officer, it is described, got on his knees and prayed to some Lord that he didn't even know existed. But he made an act of faith. Spare my son to honor your mother, he said, and I will never harm anyone or anything ever again that belongs to you. That day, the boy was mysteriously and unexplainably restored to health. And this man kept his promise. Word spread everywhere. Now, Mary wasn't done. Mary at the Ukraine in 1987 had a message for us that applies today. And I want you to look up on your screen as Brother Mark puts it on the screen. We're going to read you the exact words of Mary. Mary said, forgive your enemies. Through you and the blood of the martyrs will come <clears throat> the conversion of Russia. Repent and love one another. That's what we're going to do to here today in the first Saturdays. The times are coming, which have been foretold as being those in the end times. This is the first time I have ever read that Mary talked about the end times are upon us. Mary said, the times are coming, which have been foretold as being those in the end times. See the desolation which surrounds the world, the sins, the sloth, the genocide. Pray for Russia. But please, if you're watching this, don't despair. I'm going to tell you what Pope Benedict said about this and how we can change it. How we can change it. And how Mary actually said that we can usher in the triumph of the Immaculate Heart rather than war. If we pray. We here, I am, I'm, I, I, I would never say this. I totally believe that the power of you here in this chapel and you watching on live stream, we can make an impact on human history through our prayers right now. I'm sorry, back to this quote. She says, pray for Russia. Oppression and wars continue to occupy the minds and hearts of many people. Russia, despite everything, continues to deny my son. Russia rejects real life and continues to live in darkness. If there is not a return to Christianity, to Russia, there will be a third world war and the whole world faces ruin. Please don't get scared by this. Please don't get upset by this. John Paul said it. Benedict really emphasized it. He said, prophecy is not written in stone. He said, we have the ability to change it. Mary even said at Fatima, if you don't pray and do penance, a great war will break out. It did, World War II, because we didn't pray and do penance. She's now saying it again. Pray and do penance or a third world war is coming. How come every priest in the world is not jumping up and down and telling us the words of Mary here? Mary is telling us just what she said at Fatima. Pray, do penance, and we can avoid this. Benedict said this stuff is not written in stone. We have free will to change it. Mary always says if. She never says it will. Mary says if. Russia rejects it. Listen to these words again. Russia rejects, and they live in darkness. If there is not a return to Christianity. If 
Ladies and gentlemen, we, Mary and helpers, we have that ability through the grace of God to pray today in this first Saturday. Pray like you've never prayed before to avoid what Mary said could happen. But she didn't say it will. She said it could. This is why you're here. This is why God sent you here. Oh my. Even with that, there's been a lot of Russian persecution, all right, of the Ukrainians, especially by Stalin. In the 1930s, this is documented, he starved millions of Ukrainians, arrested and killed many, many priests. And for decades after that, Ukrainians have been fighting for freedom from this oppression, all right? Now, unlike the Orthodox Church, which is under state control in Russia, the Ukrainian Catholic Church is under the Vatican. This is why when people embrace Putin and say he's, he's so in favor of the church, you got to be careful here. He's made it clear he's only in favor of the Orthodox Church. That's under the control of Russian government. He's never been supportive of the Ukrainian Catholic Church, which is under the Vatican. So we have to be careful here. Now, let's go to our next slide. All right. Now, the people of Ukraine turn to faith as the enemy is again at the gate. With the exception of Poland, Ukraine is the most religiously observant country in all of Europe. I bet you didn't know that. Next to Poland, they're the next most religious observant country in Europe. In 2001, John Paul II beatified 28 Ukrainian martyrs who died at the hands of communism. Now, Mary, let's talk about Mary again. Let's go back to Fatima. Remember, we're not talking politics here. We're talking Mary. Now, the traditional heirs of Russia, we're going to talk about that right now because they come from the second part of the secret of Fatima. Let's read it on your screen. Okay, I'm sorry. There was one other picture, Mark. You could just skip that. Let's go to the words of Mary at Fatima. Let's go to the words of Mary at Fatima. Mary said, if my requests are heeded, notice again, if we have the power through our free will and prayer and sacrifice and penance and worship of God to change this. Mary said, if my requests are heeded, Russia, now this is at Fatima, Russia will be converted and there will be peace. If not, she will spread her errors throughout the world causing wars and persecutions of the church. The good will be martyred. Many Marians have been martyred. We're actually having several of them up for canonization. The Holy Father will have much to suffer. Various nations will be annihilated. In the end, my immaculate heart will triumph. So there is hope here, everybody. Please don't listen to this. Go home depressed, fall into depression or anxiety. Mary said, my heart will triumph. It is our job to prevent as many loss of souls before that happens. The Holy Father will consecrate Russia to me and she shall be converted and a period of peace will be granted to the world. This is Mary's words at Fatima. Now, Mary did not say the heirs of the Soviet Union. She said the heirs of Russia. So when the Soviet Union fell apart back uh, in, in 91, was it? 
everybody thought, well, okay, now everything's fine. No, Mary didn't say Soviet Union. She said Russia, the errors of Russia. What are these errors? I want to share them with you. These errors start mostly with atheistic communism. The problem with communism is it's atheistic. People keep telling me, stop being political, Father Chris. When the politics involve the salvation of souls, the priest through the catechism is obligated to tell you this. When a ideology is atheistic, in other words, God does not exist. God is the state. God is the government which we see happening in the world today, the priest is supposed to speak up. You, in return, are supposed to pray. So this atheistic communism is basically saying, there is no God. The state is God. Now, what's going on here? What are these errors? That's the first, atheistic communism. But there's more. The errors of the czar government right before the communists took off are still being seen. Yes, we have not seen fully the conversion of Russia yet. So we have to look at Russia before 1917 and after 1917 to see what errors we see and what the church teaches us. What does the church say? All right. The first one is Cesaropapism. That is a term that is an heir of Russia. This is a political system. Now it involves the salvation of souls. So we have to talk about it. In which the head of the state is also the head of the church. This is what Putin is doing. Everybody says, well, father, he's, he's in, you know, he's favor of the church. No, he's in favor of his church, not God's church. He said this himself. So what we have here is he's returning to the way it was, Mother Russia. You see, under the czars, the Russian Orthodox Church was under the control of the state. This is error. Now, the KGB, former KGB agents, are controlling the Orthodox Church. And the current church heads are former KGB. The patriarch of Moscow, Kirill former KGB. And so we saw this with Henry VIII. What happened in England? Was the church that became from Henry VIII the church of God or the church of Henry VIII? He kicked the Catholic church out. Many people say, but he was still Christian, Father. Yeah, he was in charge of his church, not God's church. So we're seeing the same thing here. Now, Many Catholics are stating publicly that Putin is using this as a tool. Now, there's some very powerful names here that have said this. George Weigel, who I respect, is one of the greatest Catholic writers that we have today. Cardinal Pell, who I respect, is one of the greatest cardinals in the church. And the heads of the Ukrainian Catholic Church, both in Russia and in the United States, have said this is a threat. And this is not a good thing. In fact, the head of the Ukrainian Catholic Church in the United States said, I find it flabbergasting to see conservative Catholics look to Putin or to Russia as the bastion of traditional values. This is the words of Archbishop Boris Gudziak, who's the head of the Ukrainian Church in the United States. 
He said abortion rates, suicides, alcoholism, corruption, evil on all levels, stripping of human freedoms, poisoning of uh, uh, opponents, these are all running rampant. We don't want this, he said. Regarding Russian aggression, the Orthodox patriarch, Kirill, has been supportive of the takeover of Ukraine, supporting it to expand the territory of the Orthodox Church to crush the Catholic Church. Nobody knows this, even conservative Catholics. All right, Russian Orthodox, he said, are the chaplains of the regime of the government of Russia. That's a problem. This is the way it was in the old czars, and it's the way under the aspiring czar of Putin. So we have to pray for this. Now, the Russian Orthodox, um, there has been issues with, 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 with oppression of the Catholic Church. The Russians have oppressed the Ukrainian Catholic Church. Let's go to the next slide. You see these five priests? These are Marians of the Immaculate Conception who died defending freedom and the Catholic Church. They were put to death by communism. These are our martyrs. These are our Marians of the Immaculate Conception. The Marian fathers have endured this persecution under the czars, then under the Soviet Union, and now presently, many were sent to Siberia. In fact, under our, the Russian oppression, we were down to one Marian. Did you know this? Let's look at our next slide. This is Father Sikowski. We had one Marian left alive in the world. We were one person away from elimination. And we were resurrected to be able to spread divine mercy. We were down to one Marian by 1908. This was actually before the communist revolution. So this would have been under Tsar Russia. The answer is devotion to the Immaculate Heart. That's why we Marians were chosen. We are Marians of the Immaculate Conception, the Immaculate Heart of Mary. That's why you're with us. This is a mission. So what has happened? The communist government, by their own admission, has infiltrated seminaries. They've brought pornography to the United States to destroy morals and Catholic values. JP2 was shot, but what a beautiful story of conversion. Let's look at our next slide. John Paul II was shot by a Turkish man that has now been revealed was, was at the order of the Russians. And guess how beautiful God will win in the end? That man who shot JP2 as he's meeting with him there in that picture, converted to Catholicism. Praise be to God. All right. John Paul II said that um, uh, this was the most important, one of the most touching moments of his life. Now, after John Paul II made the attempted consecration of Russia in 1984 to the Immaculate Heart, it only took five years later for the Berlin Wall to fall. Now, John Paul II, Pope Benedict, they said the, the Vatican on June 26, 2000, said the consecration was made to Russia. But whether or not you believe it or not, doesn't matter if we don't do the second part. Mary said we must do the first Saturdays. Now, the Soviet Union dissolved in 1991. After that, guess what flourished? Devotion to divine mercy, devotion to Mary Immaculate, all from the hands of the Marian fathers in Europe, or especially, not only, but especially. 
And the Marians took charge in re-evangelizing Eastern and Central Europe. And we lost many men in the process, martyrs. And so all came face to face with these evils of the 20th century. But we triumphed, divine mercy triumphed. Now, all now are some of the greatest treasures of the church. Now the Marians, we are under attack again. We're under attack in the Ukraine again. And we are trying to re-evangelize Eastern Europe again. And I apologize. I know several of you wrote me that saw, Father, please don't say the Ukraine. Say Ukraine. I apologize. I just, I can't, I, I keep trying not to say the Ukraine. I keep trying to say Ukraine, but it's just a habit. I don't mean anything by it. They said that that's part of the oppressive regime. It's Ukraine. Okay. So let's finish up here. The last evil is doing evil in the name of good. This is what's going on. The Catechism 1789 says one may never do evil so that good may result. It's never allowed. We may not do evil in the name of the church, national security, the economy, or even your family. Those are all the reasons Putin has said he's attacking. And even civilians are dying. It is not permitted by the laws of God to assassinate your political opponent, no matter how much you don't like them, invade, or to attack a nuclear plant. This is, this is, this is what George Weigel is saying. I'm just giving you words of Catholic theologians and writers. All right. <clears throat> Russia right now is putting morality, their morality, their version of it above the law. Now, we got a lot of letters saying, Father, why are you picking on Russia? We're not. We're simply stating what Our Lady stated. Watch out for these errors, please. This is a warning. This is not criticism. I pray for Putin every day. I would sit down with him in a heartbeat. I would pray for him. I will sacrifice for him. I will fast for him. He's, he's, remember, Paul says the enemy is not each other. The enemy is, is, is not flesh and blood. The enemy is the thrones, powers, dominions, principalities of evil, the evil fallen spirits. That's the enemy. And so what Mary said at paragraph 818 in the diary of St. Faustina sheds some light on this. She says she offers prayers for Russia. That's why we're here. She said, quote, this is 818 in the diary. I cannot, this is what, I'm sorry, Faustina quoted uh, Jesus. She said she's praying for Russia, okay? So here's St. Faustina. She's praying for Russia, and Jesus says, I cannot suffer that country any longer. This is not my words. These are the words of Jesus in the diary. I cannot suffer that country any longer. Do not tie my hands. St. Faustina replied. She said, if it was not for her prayers, the whole nation of Russia would have been reduced to nothingness. We are praying right now. Now, we, we might not think we have the power of St. Faustina in prayer, but we do if we have faith. She said, oh, how I suffer for that nation which has banished God from its borders. And those are the words of St. Faustina. So yes, we're not praying just for Ukraine. We're praying for Russia too. That God be back, not the government in terms of the morality of the people.
Now I want to finish with the third part of the secret of Fatima. I've only got a couple minutes left. I've got five minutes left. All right. The heart of the Fatima apparitions is a mother's desire to save her children. That is the whole purpose of the Fatima apparitions. And an essential part of that is reparation and penance, which we're going to do right now. When I finish talking here in five minutes, we're going to do that. We're going to enter in together. We're going to pray the rosary. We're going to offer up this time of prayer for penance and, and, and reparation to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Now, here are the words. This is the third part of the secret revealed at Fatima. This is Our Lady's words, exactly. If not, meaning if we don't pray and do penance, Russia will spread her errors throughout the world. We just talked about those errors. Causing wars and persecutions of the church. Again, the Greek Catholic Church, the, um, the Eastern Catholic Church in the Ukraine, the Ukrainian, I kept calling it Greek, it's the Greek, Ukrainian Greek Catholic Church, is being persecuted. She said, the good will be martyred. We just showed you the picture of the Marian martyrs. This is all coming true. She says, if not, Russia will spread her ears. Russia is not spreading her ears. It will cause wars and persecutions of the church. We're seeing war right now. We're seeing persecutions of the Eastern Ukrainian Catholic Church. She said, the good will be martyred. I just showed you a picture of our martyred Marians. The Holy Father will have much to suffer. We know he had the halting step when he had Parkinson's. Various nations will be annihilated. That might be in process. We are not at the end yet. Nations have not been annihilated yet, but we're on the cusp. Everything else I just read has happened. Let us please pray and do penance so the last part doesn't happen. But it is conditional. Mary said, if my requests are heeded, if my requests are heeded, pray, penance, first Saturdays, rosary. Russia will be converted and there will be peace. If not, if, if not, she will spread her ears. She will continue to spread her ears throughout the world. We are on the verge of changing from peace and devotion to God to utter destruction. But it don't despair. We can do it. Since we did not heed it back in Fatima, a lot of this has been fulfilled. The second great war, Russia spreading her ears. If we do not reject, she said, the path of sin, hatred, revenge, injustice, violations of human rights, immorality, violence, and spreading these errors of atheistic communism, it will continue. We will bury ourselves. This is not punishment of God. This is our own. God is not punishing us. We are punishing ourselves. God warns us and shows us the right path through his mother. God respects the freedom he has given us. So he will not automatically make everything okay unless we do reparation. Then by his justice, he can step in. Mary can step in. That's what happened at Poland in the Vestula. Mary stepped in because they prayed and they prayed and they did penance. Now, may we actually can have hope that our lady will prevent a nuclear war. She will prevent worse. This is in the secret of Fatima. And I'm going to show you right now the last bit, because this is what Our Lady said. Let's look at our slide. At the left, this is, Mary, this is the children describing what they saw of Mary. It's on your screen. At the left of Our Lady and a little above, 
we saw an angel with a flaming sword in his left hand. Flashing, it gave, <clears throat> gave out flames that looked as though they would set the world on fire. This is the words of the children of Fatima. But they died out in contact with the splendor that Our Lady radiated from her right hand. You see those pictures of Mary standing like this and those rays are coming out of her hand. She said, those are graces. Those are graces that nobody wants. So now here the children saw Mary holding a, a, a flaming sword, but in her right hand, they saw the graces. And it says here that these, uh, but they died out in contact with the splendor that our, right la our, our lady radiated towards that from her right hand, putting to the earth putting to the earth with this right hand, the angel cried out, penance, penance, penance. And I apologize, I said Mary had the sword. It was the angel, my sorry, my mistake. The angel had the sword. Mary's right hand showered graces on the earth and canceled out that flaming sword. Now, the angel cried though, penance, penance, penance. You know what the angel's saying there? The angel is basically saying, you canceled out the flaming sword. Injustice, that can happen if we do penance, penance, penance. Now, Cardinal Ratzinger said something. I'm going to read to you real quick. He talked about this passage. Cardinal, and I know I'm running out of time. Cardinal Ratzinger said, The angel with the flaming sword on the left of the mother of God recalls similar images in the book of Revelation. He said, This represents the threat of judgment which looms over the world. Today, the prospect that the world might be reduced to ashes by a sea of fire or war no longer seems pure fantasy. Man himself, with his inventions, has forged his own flaming sword. This is the words of Benedict, Pope Benedict. The vision then allows the power which stands opposed to the force of destruction. What is that? The splendor of the mother of God. And stemming from this in a certain way, we, the summons to penance. In this way, the importance of human freedom is underlined. Now, listen to this. This is what gives you hope here. This is why we are here right now. And I can't believe this more in my heart. I, I, if, I, if I thought this wasn't true, I would not be up here. I believe God called every one of you here for this line right here. The future is not unchangeably set. And the image which the children saw is no way a film preview of the future in which nothing can be changed. He's saying what they saw with the angel ready to strike can be changed. Indeed, the whole point of the vision is to bring freedom onto the scene and to steer freedom in a positive direction. The purpose of the vision is to mobilize the forces of change in the right direction. That's us. That's us. So with that, I got more, but I can't uh, read it right now. Just basically... Um, we have to pray. We have to pray for peace. Um, we have to pray. I'm going to show you a quick 20-second video that I sent to Father Mark. This is a video of our bishop, or the bishop, Catholic bishop in Ukraine, saying mass with our Marian priests hiding in the basement of the Ukraine. Let's watch that video. It's only 20 seconds. <laughs> Na nas kistim namu, 
Okay, so that's a video of our priest. Please, I'm going to finish here. If God puts on your heart a chance to help Armenians, because Armenians are harboring refugees in Poland and in Ukraine, Armenians are doing work trying to get the message of mercy out to that world that's in need right now. Look at our next slide. Please visit marion.org slash Ukraine or call 800-462-7426. Again, the most important thing is that we pray. That's what's most important. And what we do now in this first Saturday's devotion is what Mary said at Fatima to do to avoid the destruction, to avoid another great war. Thank you and God bless you for being a part of this. So please stay with us. Mark is, Brother Mark is going to shut this video down, but then we will come right back up and we will begin the holy hour in, 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 in prayer and penance to peace around the world, praying for both Ukraine and Russia. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.